Talk about it with Fran Jazz. Today's special guest is the owner of Stock Room Records, the host of Goodstock, and is a recording artist. Today's guest is Josh Dues. Hello, hello, Fran Jazz. Thank you for having me, brother. Thank you for being here, bro. Hell yeah. Amazing conversation already. Before we uh, press record, I'm like, we got to just press record. It was getting too deep. Absolutely. So let's start off from the beginning. Where were you born? I was born in White Plains, New York, actually. Yeah. Born in White Plains. Grew up in Dobbs Ferry. And that's it. I lived a great childhood. Shout out to my parents. They raised me right, I think. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I've been blessed. Been blessed. Nice, nice. Uh, what is Stock Room Records? Stockroom Records is a recording studio slash creative collective slash media mogul slash wellness, higher conscious, raising vibrations type deal. Uh, and we bring a community together that people just believe in the vision. They believe in me. They believe in what we're doing. And to be honest, frankly, sometimes I don't even know what the fuck I'm doing, but like... <laughs> All I, all I do know is that we're doing it, and something's happening, and we're making it happen. As you can see, you went to our show. It's, it's good vibes. Amazing. Uh, good stock. <clears throat> it was an amazing event. You did a great job hosting it. Thank amazing. You. I didn't know anything about it. He invited me. I didn't know what to expect. It was incredible. A lot of good talent, from dancers to singers to rappers. It, it was incredible. Thank you. Incredible. Thank you for coming. Honestly, that was awesome. You, you, you know what's real, really, what, what really stood out was your your parents were there, your sister, your yep. girl. It was like, I had no idea it was going to be that type of event. I thought it was going to be just music, musicians, fans, and that's it. I didn't know family was going to be there. That brought a whole deeper element to the whole they, night. They come to all my stuff. They come to my open mics. They... They're my biggest supporters, honestly. And That's like, beautiful. Yeah, I love them from the bottom of my heart. My whole family. Beautiful. The Deuces. Talia and Juliet, both of my sisters, beautiful uh, women. We just had a beautiful family vacation in Miami we just came back from. That's where I got the little tan from. And, uh, <laughs> my man. Yeah, no, it was, they're, they're great. They, they own a dance studio, my parents, actually, um, for 41 years now. Uh, Scarsdale, New York. It's called Central Park Dance. And yeah, I guess I grew up behind the scenes of that. Like they're running a business. Like now I know what it takes to run a business. I just started one myself and that shit is not easy at all. Like trying to manage all this stuff. It's tough managing a girlfriend on top of a business. It's tough managing anything while running a business. It takes over. As you probably know, trying to develop your brand too. Like it's not easy. You got to go all in. So for my parents to start this business, run it, and let us three wild child, three wild children, like run around in the studio growing up. Shout, shout out to them. That's awesome. That that is awesome. That and it makes sense. That example, you know, got you to where you are now. Mm -hmm. You have to rent your spot. This is your spot. This is your business. You have to you have to run it. You have to have your your clientele. Yeah. That that's a good blueprint, and it makes sense. It, it's it's where you are now. So you do you think that's where your love for music came from? Maybe, maybe. I mean, I think just arts and creation in general. Um, With dance comes music, so I assume you're around the yeah, music every time that, you're that in the studio. Sense. Uh, that makes sense for sure. I didn't necessarily get the dancing genes, but like... <laughs> <laughs> but My man. I could break it down at a wedding or something, you know? I could break yeah. it down if, uh, if necessary. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I grew up just freestyling. I loved like rap and hip-hop, and I would always be... Like, if there was a party going on, I would always be in the room freestyling with people and, like, putting on a show. And I was probably shit back then, but, like, <laughs> you know, I was just messing around. Like, it's just what happened to me naturally. And uh, I wish I took it more seriously growing up, but I took the sports route um, all of high school. And I was supposed to wrestle in college. And then in college, I took the partying route. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah. 
So you you did wrestling only in high school or you did other sports? Yeah, only in high school. Uh, no, no, I did, uh, I played soccer. I love all sports. I would call myself a jack of most trades, master of none, not only in sports, <laughs> but like in uh, in everything. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, man. Nice. What, what college you went to? Uh, URI, University of Rhode Island. What was your biggest takeaway from that college? Man, college is a scam. <laughs> That's my biggest takeaway. No, I met some great friends out there. Uh, I'm not going to lie. I wish I was. I applied myself more. Like, I wasn't meant to sit in a classroom. Even from day one of being in college, I would call my mom up and be like, I'm not graduating from here. This is a joke. I skipped half the classes. I never studied for a test in my life. Like, but I got away with it. C's get degrees. <laughs> yeah, a hundred percent. Yeah. So you mentioned you were into rap. What 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 were your favorite artists coming up? My favorite artist in high school, I guess. Mac Miller is probably one of the most. Uh, influential inspiring artist to me personally uh he's got me through some dark times and yeah i just relate to his music a lot i don't know why mac miller uh i don't agree with macklemore's political views per se but like macklemore i like his music which just shows political politics and it doesn't matter i still like the music so yeah some of that like deep conscious spoken word real talk type stuff you know yeah I'm, I'm a big mac miller fan yeah it's my i love that guy yeah likewise hell yeah likewise respect all the way respect. to the end i was still listening to all of his stuff yeah <clears throat> you know about how um his last album the person he was creating music with dropped that album for him you know about that not necessarily no the um circles was the last album he dropped when he was alive Am I wrong? No, I think you're right. Okay, let's see. Yeah, that had right. good news oh, on okay. it. Okay, right? That had good news. Uh, All right, so swimming, swimming was the last one he released while he was alive. Two years later, Circles came out. Mm. Circles was, I guess, the music he didn't want to put out. The art, the artist he was working with, that was like a, you know, he he was like, I think he he was mainly into the instrument side of it. He put that album out, and he Shit. he was like, this is the last stuff that he worked on, and honestly, that's one of my favorite albums yeah, of his. Me too, because it's the stuff that he didn't even want to put out. It was just his personal stuff, and the whole the whole album maybe has one or two curses in it. Wow. It's crazy. It's beautiful. Cir circles. You know, yeah. you've heard it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's beautiful. John Circles. Yeah. yeah. That album That's is right. incredible. Yeah, I love art. Uh, yeah, Mac Miller, yeah, it was it was devastating when he passed. Yeah, no, his uh his music has gotten me through some times for sure. I connect I connect with that for some reason. And shout out to his family. They kept his legacy they keep his legacy alive by still releasing music that he hasn't released. And they do it in a strategic way that's like Pretty magnificent, I might say. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, definitely. That's beautiful. Yeah, man. What do you prefer most, writing, recording, or performing? That's a good question because since starting this business of Stockroom Records, um, I have had to learn how to manage multiple hats while still going forward to achieve the same goal and the vision that I have up in this crazy mind, you know? And I don't I don't sit down and I'm like, I'm going to write a song. I never do that. I don't think I've ever really done that. I'll, maybe I'll wake up at like 6 in the morning out of bed or something and I'll get hit with something and I'll just start typing or writing down. I don't, I, I, I don't ever like prepare for it. It's just I wait till it hits me. I'm a conduit of some sort, you know? So when I get hit with something, I'll just take it from there. And like then I'll start building the song off it. I'll write a verse, usually to no beat, usually to nothing. Then I start finding the song finding a beat on YouTube. Uh Piper Beats, another shout out. Phenomenal producer out there. 
I like all of his stuff usually. And uh, I usually write to someone of that sort. And I haven't been liking making music to YouTube beats these past like past like few months or so. I've been trying to make all in-house original stuff. So I get my team of musicians that we have in Stockroom. I show them the beat. I show them the verse that I have. And we just make a song. Like the other day, me and uh, Ansa, who is the kid on the keys. Uh, I don't know if you remember him. He black kid on the keyboard. He was nasty with it. So he's very good. Um, yeah, we, he just came into the studio the other day. And we just, I showed him that. And we just made a fucking banger from scratch. Like that's, and we still got to build it. Actually, I'm going to the studio tonight right after this. And I got the whole band coming in, and we're going to work on that song. And I'm going to throw a little pizza party for them to watch uh, some of the film of our last Goodstock show. That's amazing. Uh, but going back to what you said, I'm a writer at heart. I was a writing major for a little bit in college. Uh, I love to write. Sometimes I steer away from it, but I got to find it. You can't ever let it run away, you know? Yeah. I, I wrote a couple of screenplays and stuff in my life, too, and... I have a lot of stuff going on here. I just got to get out of my own way and get it to the world. And yeah, I guess music has been the best way for me to speak it out loud and kind of be aware and conscious of what's going on in here and just letting it out and releasing it to the world. And I don't care if my music is bad or good, to be honest. Like, <laughs> nah, Honestly, I do this shit for me. Like, Thank you to everyone that comes out to the shows and watches it, but like, this is therapy for me, and yeah. Bro, your music is great. Thank you, thank uh, you. I promise you. you, it's great. It's, I appreciate it, that. It feels authentic, and it sounds good. That that That's what you need for a song. I appreciate that. Thank that's you very a, much. My pleasure, bro. It's, it's authentic. You, you it's too, authentic. you too. You guys are, I appreciate that. <laughs> 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 the oh, people that shit. watch the podcast don't know about my music. <laughs> hey, this kid, this guy's got some bars. Don't don't let him fool you. Don't let him fool you. He's got it. Nothing crazy. We got to get you in the studio ASAP. <laughs> Let's do it. Yeah, one hundred percent. Let's do it. So the name Stockroom, where where'd that come from? That's actually another great question. You can't, you're on it. Uh, actually, when I moved, so I lived in L.A. for like almost. Three years or so. That's a whole nother story within itself. But I moved back here about two and a half years ago to New York. I'm from New York, now I'm a four. I think it took me to leave New York to realize how fucking special New York is. And there's a bunch of weirdos out there in LA. So like, yeah, New York is it. New York's in my DNA kind of. Anyway, I came back. And now I'm back in my parents' house, 27 years old, 26 or whatever. I think 27. Uh, I made some money off of AMC stock back in like the GameStop, uh, AMC like meme. I went all in on that shit. I, 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 I put my life savings into AMC. I'm not going to say how much I made, but I made a little bit of money. Could have made more, but I was a little too greedy and held on for too long. Anyway, I had some money. And I was like, the fuck do I do? Uh, do I travel around the world? Do I get a car, a nice apartment? Like, do I invest in something? I, I didn't know what to do. And I always loved music. I've been making music for the better half of my 20s, going to studios and stuff. So first I started by buying some equipment. And then I actually went into my, the stock room of my parents' dance studio. They've owned it for 40 years or so, Center Park Dance. And yeah, I wanted I cleared up, cleaned up the whole stock room. And I tried to open a recording studio in the stock room of my parents' dance studio. Uh, I don't think my dad understood that I was like serious about it. So he was just like, yeah, whatever. Go, go, do it, whatever you got to do. And uh then he start. Then I started putting equipment in there. I was buying shit, and I put it in there, mic, monitors, like some soundproof. And st I started really building it. And I started taking it seriously, and uh, I think I had like a couple sessions in there, and my dad was like, "Nah, you can't be doing that. There's people smoking and drinking. Like, 
this cannot happen. The landlord's not going to be happy about this. So I was like, all right, fuck it. I'm going to get my own spot. So I kept the name Stockroom Records because it was in there, the stockroom of my parents' dance studio. And uh, yeah, I th- uh, I met a, I was looking on Facebook Marketplace and this like realtor or whatever showed me the space. I went in, signed the lease the same day spontaneously. And that was it. That's the birth. That's how Stockroom Records happened. That's an amazing yeah. origin, bro. I love yeah. that. I love how it makes sense because sometimes it just sounds good together. People just make a name up, but the, the the depth of that is beautiful. Literally birthed from your parents' business. Yeah, kind it's of. the most beautiful thing, you know. Yeah, it started next door to your parents' business <laughs> in the stockroom of it. That's it. That's amazing. The plan with that fell through, but the name, the dream, the vision, that all stuck, and that continues to stick. It's <laughs> you know? amazing. Yeah. What what made me really want to ask that question, when you were talking about you don't want to use YouTube videos for the past few months, you said you want to in stock. Yeah. The way you said it, it just sounded like, oh, yeah, we have it in stock. You said, yeah. I didn't want to go on YouTube. I want it to go in stock. That's right. We got it in stock. We, we don't need stock, to go nowhere baby. else. Yeah, we got right. it in stock. We don't need to go anywhere else. That's it. I want everything to be in-house. That's what it is, in stock. Amazing. That's good stock. I love that. Good stock. Great segue. Let's talk about good stock, man. Yeah. How did that come about? Another funny story. Uh, while amongst living in L.A. during uh, the pandemic times and stuff like that, so you know, the world locked down and got all crazy. Anyway, we were hanging out and partying every night there in L.A., uh, it was that's that's another story the LA Times but where the name came from my neighbor Philip Watt who's an actor and a very good trumpet player he's been to Stockroom Records he just would always be like good stock good stock good stock that's good stock good stock unknowingly 3 years later here I start a record label recording studio called Stockroom Records. What was he saying good stock about? Just like anytime someone would say something like good or like there would be like a good moment, he'd be like, that's good stock, good stock, good stock, good stock. Oh, I like that. So he just, I don't know why. He'd just be like, that's good stock, good stock. And the way he said it, like it was funny. He's a character and a half. But, and then he came down to Stockroom Records and he just kept saying it. And I don't know, just that stuck as well. And then, like, throwing the shows, I was like, Woodstock, Goodstock. So I threw the show, Goodstock 23, Goodstock 24. That's what I thought when I first saw the name. Yeah. And, it, and me knowing it's music performances, I automatically thought, oh, it's a play on Woodstock. And then it, it being stock room, I'm like, oh, that that's awesome. Yeah. But now the depth of it. It makes it, all it even works. better. It all works even, yeah. Oh, man. Like, that's I just good it. stock, you know? So then I'm trying to turn that into a clothing line, uh, just a whole brand, kind of like the Barstool Sports, but not objectifying women and not degenerate sports gambling. like Around music. Yeah, mostly around music, art, higher conscious living, raising vibrations, trying to be the best self that you could be. Uh, funny stuff like, you know, just cause we're raising vibrations and trying to be better doesn't mean we can't be funny and silly and shit, you know? So just speaking of yeah, those high vibrations. Yeah. Talk to me. A lot. Talk I, about I, it. I heard, <laughs> I heard, uh, one of your lyrics, you mentioned mushrooms. Yeah. It was, you know, a lot of music I feel like is love music. It was one of the love songs. I forgot the title. But you mentioned mushrooms. Let, let, let's talk about let's talk about your experiences. Yeah, um, I'm an advocate for psychedelics. I I sure am. I went through a phase where, yeah, I was dabbling with mushrooms a little bit, and I would kind of microdose them periodically throughout the week, three week, three eight days out of the week or so. Uh, every now and then, I would. I never like to like melt my face, you know? Yeah. Um, I never like to like melt my face, you know? 
I just like to like kind of get in that realm. So yeah, I've had a great experience with shrooms. They kind of open me up, make me a little more loving, a little more open, a little not as uptight. Thank you, sir. And <clears throat> just, I think I think they're a great tool. Uh, not necessarily the answer by any means, but I think they're a great tool to open up different portals in your mind to uh, that you wouldn't have accessed prior to taking a little bit of psilocybin mushrooms. So I'm just all about kind of elevating and trying to get new information from the abyss or wherever it is, you know? Yeah, they say the psilocybin kind of like rewires your brain or something like that. Because yeah. your brain is wired the way it's wired, you know, and if you don't ever rewire it, you're gonna have the same mindset and you're gonna see the world the exact same way for Absolutely. the rest of your life. And it it helps you rewire it and get rid of the stuff that doesn't matter. One hundred percent. It does not solve the answers though. Like to come back and integrate it into society, like psychedelics in general. Um. I did ayahuasca in Peru, actually. Talk about it. And uh, that shit was fucking insane. That was nuts. You get catapulted to a whole nother world. You're literally communicating with some sort of entities or something. People on there are going to think I'm crazy by talking about it. Of course. But, uh, you know, I know what happened. And I know what's it's it's engulfed inside of me. And the people that get it might get it. Anyway... When I came back, my parents, my sisters, they all said, this is the clearest and most profound I've ever heard you speak. And like, you were on it. You're just on the ball. And I was, I was clear. But then I came back to society and trying to like integrate all that, that you've learned back into society is the is the hardest part. Like, I think society wants us to operate at a low vibration. This, when you when you say society, is it what modern day people call the matrix? Perhaps you know what I mean—the everyday yeah. hustle and bustle. Yeah, it's just it's from everything. Whether it's on the TV and advertisement getting shown to us, you're on Instagram. What what you're seeing from these influencers, sports games, like whatever it is. They're they're advertising sports betting websites like out the fucking ass now. Like they're they're trying to keep everyone and they're trying to keep everyone like operating down here. And don't get me wrong, I dabble. Like I think alcohol is also like the a divider between you and the higher source and the spirit. I still dabble, I still drink, I'm not gonna lie. I've toned it down a lot. But I'm human, right? You know, I'm human. Um, but I think it's a little bit of a numbing factor and distracting you from your higher self or your... When I say higher self, that sounds fucking... Everyone's going to be like, oh, fuck this guy. Yeah, it sounds but like mystical. That's not what I'm trying to say. Higher self is the the best version you can be. Yeah. Like like if you were optimal, if mm-hmm. you had the best sleep and, and you, you were healthy... That's what I'm trying to say. We know what the answers are. We know just eat better, do less bad things, and do more good things. <laughs> like for us, that's it. We know everybody what, knows that. We know what the answers are, but somehow we still like get in our way a little bit because it, the good way is not fun. That's the good a way fact. doesn't the good way doesn't taste good. No, the good way doesn't feel good. The good way is not fun. Go to sleep early. Drink water. You know, like you eat know, vegetables like, and yeah, food. you know that stuff is boring. Yeah. But, no, you're right. But that that's the way to to your higher self. I don't I don't know about all that. I don't that know shit. True, though. I don't the, know anything. To, to constantly do what's right for yourself is the way to your higher self. E- even if it's just eating better. That's yeah. the way to your better health is what Working I mean. Working out, clearing the mind, meditating more, drinking less, like just you know, you know the things. Everybody knows the Everybody things. Everybody knows the things that it is. So like just do more of the good things. Listen to the good voice. More to the good voice, less to the bad voice. That's it. The bad voice still creeps in. I'm not going to lie. He he talks to me. The bad voice is fun. The bad voice is, yeah. 
Let's fucking go. Come on. Throw a little parlay on this game, bro. (laughs) Come on. Let's make it rain a little bit. You know you want a cheeseburger, fries, a Diet Coke, and four beers. Let's go. Make it rain. Come on. Have a fuck it. Have a couple (laughs) drinks, will you? Yeah. And I I think it's unhealthy. I don't know. I don't know shit, but... I think it's unhealthy to go fully the other, the complete good way, because you gotta release, you gotta release stuff sometimes. But unhealthy, how? I don't know. I'm talking shit now. No, no, go ahead, because because it, it's just your 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 opinion. You're, you're not, you know, you're giving you're not giving facts. You're just giving just your your opinion. Go ahead. No, I I don't know. I don't fully. I've gotten glimpses of what it may be like to go to the other side and follow the light. Like I've been connecting with God more. I've been connecting with myself and. You know, the good voice. So I've gotten a glimpse of it. Like before I did ayahuasca, for four months, excuse me, I had to prepare by no coffee, no meat, no eating meat, no masturbating or having sex, no drugs, no alcohol. Like there was like a preparation to completely cleanse and clear yourself to do the ayahuasca. You said four months? I didn't do the full four months. I did like two, but like still two months without all that shit. Wow. I thought it was two weeks or, or nah, few they, weeks. Whatever, whatever where I went to, they said four months. Wow. The owner, I did a yoga. I'm a certified yoga teacher too. That was one of my other businesses when I was younger. The owner of the yoga training invited me and my ex-business partner who was in LA at the time, which is another business. Anyway, Invited us to go do ayahuasca with him in Peru. So that's, I was nervous as hell. I wasn't fully ready, but you know, for some reason I was getting called to it. And I was like, I know there's more, like, I know there's more. And I want that. And I want to see what happens if I follow the light. But uh, anyway, coming back down from that, I came back from ayahuasca and I moved back uh, to LA right after. So what I was running away from here, I actually ran into deeper in L.A. So like, although I experienced a glimpse of that, I came back and I dove a little bit deeper into like partying and just my old destructive habits. Oh, wait. Back After the ayahuasca. Not at first, but then like as time, as society or me maybe not being able to handle real life, slowly integrated back into the real world. Yes. No I, way. What? 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 Like, what? What do you think was the breaking point to just, eh, to go, just go back to it? Like, eh, whatever. What, think do you think, was, what do you think that was? I think the reason why people that are so deeply connected into listening to a higher source or whatever it is, or just connected with themselves, their soul, God, a lot of those people do fall victim to like destructive habits and drinking and stuff like that. Because it's a little scary being in that powerful of a source. So like we're back on earth and we're like, shit, I gotta I gotta numb this shit away a little bit. Or like, I don't know. But anyway, that's, that's what I yeah, I guess I did that a little that's bit. That's crazy, man. Yeah, but I got my shit together now. So that's <laughs> man, it yeah. sounded like such a, a a powerful, you know, impactful experience. For you to go back to it is crazy. Yeah, yeah. And like I said, uh, that voice still lingers and whispers, you know, we're humans. Of course, of course. But I think the moral of the story and the thing you could take away from this is listen to more good, less bad. Do more good, do less bad. You don't have to be perfect. Just do more good and less bad. That's it. I like it. Yeah. What would you say are the pros and cons of running your own studio? The pros. I'm the fucking man. No, I'm joking. (laughs) (laughs) My man. No, the pros are... The pros are like... I'm actually doing something that I created myself from scratch. It's beautiful. I would walk into the studio before it was built or anything. Blank walls, blank room. Just one day after another, be like, what do I do? Do I paint a wall? Like, now what? Buy a bookshelf? Like, just, I just built this shit out of here. And from here has been my whole life 
So like, it's cool. It's powerful. When you walk through the doors of Stockroom, which you've got to come, you will feel the energy. There's something special going on there. It's an energy. And the pros of having it is that I, I, I created this. I'm providing a space for other people to kind of drop their guard a little bit, feel comfortable. The main thing I push is like no judgment. Let your best, sh you can get your best shit by accessing just like a non-judgment point of being, like no nervousness, just relax, make some music, create, let it out on the microphone, drink some tea. I have everyone drinking tea when they come in the stock room. Um, but I guess the pros of it are like seeing people like find themselves almost and like become, make their best art, create their best art and just like find confidence and it's a lot of responsibility on me because in order for Stockroom to succeed, I have now accepted that I'm the leader and I have to like, I have to be the best me that I could be because it's bigger than just me right now. At first I opened it up just to be like, I got to get out of my parents' place. I got to, you know, I just want a spot that I could maybe live in and own a business at. So that was kind of it at first, but. Don't tell the landlord that. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> nice. Yeah. But then, um, yeah, but then it turned bigger than me. Then people really started believing in me and believing in the vision. And shit, now it's not just for me. It's for all of them. It's for the people that didn't know they had it or knew they had it in them, but never had a place or a community to, to express themselves and let it out. So, yeah, that's that's a pro to see that. The con is that a lot of responsibility is on me. And, yeah. But, nah. like, but like what? Like To, to pay the nothing, bills? Yeah, that and if nothing happens, if no one's doing anything, nothing's happening. Like, I have people that work for me and interns and stuff, and I got to give them work and stuff to do. And, like, if I'm waking up tired and out of it, like, that's why I cut my drinking down a lot. Cause like if I'm waking up, I can't be running this business and saying to do all the things I got to do while being hung over and shit, you know. Um. But anyways, and the no, late nights too. The late nights I've steered away from a little bit. The other cons are, if you have a significant other, it almost feels like you're cheating on them with your business. <laughs> Cause like, dude, that's my, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I love you. But like, that's stock from records, good stock, my vision. That's, that's what I just, I gotta do it. I feel it. And it's gotta happen. And people are relying on me. It's, it's bigger than just me. Um, but the other kind of it from a non-selfish, from a more selfish point, I have, when I'm in business, like marketing promo mode, I lose, not lose, but I kind of steer, I go a little further away from artist mode. And like, I don't know. Yeah, artist mode, I guess. It's hard to balance all the hats. When you first start a business, just you two, like, it's really tough to balance all the hats. So that's a con. I've been trying to figure out the balance of that. How long have you been doing it? Stockroom Records has been open for a little over two years. You're balancing it good, though. Yep. Two years Thank is strong. You. Yeah, and like the last four or five months have been the first four or five months where it's completely in the green, able to pay all the bills. I used to like work another side job to like make ends meet and like keep the doors open of this business. I'd be busting my ass just to keep the doors open. But like the past four or five months, it's able to survive and not necessarily thrive financially, we're thriving creatively and like, you know, life, life wise. But yeah, it's, it's been able to survive for the past four months. So awesome. Cool. You, you ever had any celebrities stop by the studio? Um, not necessarily. Right. Jadakiss came to our, uh, one of our shows. No way. Yeah. Wow. Good stock 23 back in May. I had it at a different venue in White Plains. Uh, he was at the show for like 45 minutes to an hour. 
Wow. I talked to him a little bit. So he was there. He. What do you think about Jada Chris? Great guy. No, I, I mean uh, um, his artistry. Oh, he's got New York 914 blood inside. That's in his DNA. He's an inspiration to 914. And like people like you, people like me, like other people trying to put 914 on the map. Like, you know, Jadakiss is one of the goats. He's one of the goats out there. He definitely is. Yeah. You like Jadakiss? I think he's top five, one of the best ever. Rappers. Really? 100%. Shit. Cool guy, too. There's no. Um, you can't point out one weak verse from him. You're right. He's, that, he's strong. He's got that gravel in his voice, dude. And he, he just has the passion to, to make everything he puts out quality. That, yeah. that, that's, that's, that's the main thing. 100%. Yeah, he never does it for like a check or, you know, he's just himself and he kills it every verse. He's and, he, and he's outside. Like, he's, he's outside. <laughs> he was just randomly at our fucking show. Who are we, you know? That's beautiful. Yeah. My man. Uh, No one else really too famous. Like, I'm sure there's been, like, some C-listers. Robert Taylor Jr., he's, he's like, he's pretty big in the Broadway dance industry. Was that the guy that did the Michael yeah, Jackson? Yeah, Whew. yeah. he's the real deal. What a performance. Mm-hmm. My man. He worked alongside Michael Jackson, too. Yeah. Wow, my man. And Rihanna. Yeah. Damn. Dude dude has been everywhere. He if there's a gig, he's there. Uh my ex girlfriend was on Broadway, but that's the last time I really? talked about that. Yeah. So I guess that's uh she somewhat she she did her thing, you know. Nice. Yeah. Nice. That makes sense. You guys are dating then. Yeah. You guys are both into um performance and art. Yeah. And, yeah. Art. and there's been right. some like other people that have good followings and stuff, but no one really too famous, right. famous. What about you? There's been some famous people on here. Don't. <laughs> Soon to be famous, I'm sure. You know, if I Definitely. have to go down to down the list and think of the person that is the most known, I had this guy Mighty Mouse. Yeah. He runs the UFL, Ultimate Fighting League, and he lives in Las Vegas. And he was in the Bronx. That's he was running some um, boxing event. He was the host, a co-host for the boxing event. And I hit him up like, yo, while you're in town, you know, I would love to interview you. And I got him. It's not on this podcast. It's on my other podcast. It's called um, Interview with Franges. <laughs> where, where it's like, it's it's just like a little more strict to like a, a specific questions. And that's it. It's just question, question, question. Thank you for watching. I'm out. This was more loose. We could talk about anything yeah. and chill. And I got him on that. And I, I'd say he's the most famous, I'd say, just because his following is pretty big. He's about to hit a million subscribers on YouTube. Oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like... That's a that's a big deal. I wouldn't consider him famous, but he's the definitely the most known um, guest I had on. Hell yeah. yeah it, was, it was a good conversation. Bro, while, while we're here, too, I just want to say what you're doing is fucking awesome. I appreciate like, you're killing that, bro. it. You're killing <laughs> Like, nah, it. I see what you're doing, and, like, it's a, it's a similar kind of vision. I don't know. You're... You're doing your thing, and yeah. it's inspiring to people, and people love to be on your podcast, and people love to come out here, and yeah, you're doing your thing. Don't, don't ever it, stop, bro. bro yeah. That. I enjoy this shit, bro. Yeah. I, I, I grew up watching interviews of, like, artists that I, even, even, like, celebrities, any type of, like, you know, actor, anybody. I love interviews. I love digging in deep, and people that are artists wear their heart on their sleeve a little more. People that are creative even actors anybody that's creative they're tapping into who they really are people that aren't creative and don't tap into that they're more of the matrix what they call where they just going by well, what we society need that. says we need those people like david goggins said it he was like we need doctors we need lawyers we need the firefighters we need the artists like we need everybody's all those needed yeah everybody's needed yeah 100%. to be an artist or like whatever we are it's a blessing and a curse. Like, what's the curse though? You, it's it's to me. I feel like it's therapy, and it's also like tapping into your inner child. You you're still just letting loose and doing what you love. There's no really curse. Yeah. I guess the curse. 
It's all love and positivity. Yeah, there's no curse. Bro. <laughs> there you it's go. Just, there you go. Just love, baby. <laughs> <laughs> ain't no it's curse. It's all that love, shit. man. We're doing what we do and we that's love it. it. And we that's love it. it. Like we, love it. we we can't help ourselves. Mm-mm. I think that's I think that's what I would have thought the curse was, is that like we can't help ourselves yeah. but to create yeah. and make art. Like yeah. That's it. Yeah, we feel but that's like, not we a feel curse. Like we have to just to feel better. We have to. That's not a curse. It's, yeah, it's like not a curse. It's it's a blessing. Man. Yeah, we are blessed. It's beautiful. I was driving in the car over here, and I was like, I think I I do my prayers with God every once in a while. I never grew up religious at all, uh, and I'm still not religious for religion by any means. But like, I don't know. I've connected with God recently, and. Whatever God might be to whoever it is, whether it's a deeper connection to yourself or a deeper connection to something bigger than you. Uh, I don't know. I was just connecting with God and I was like, thank you. Like, I'm, I am blessed as I'm so blessed. Like, you put, you put me, you put me into a beautiful family, raised me right and opened up doors for me. You showed me the light, like. It's great. I don't know where that just came from. It might have came from God. But. Yo, and you're doing yeah. what you love. That's yeah. the most important thing. Because you could still have the best upbringing and you, you love everything about how your, your family, your life came out. But you could still be doing something you don't love. And on top of everything, you do what you love. That's beautiful. And I don't think Stockroom is the end-all, be-all. Like, I am not a master of music by any means. The people that work for me are way better at music than me. Um, but I think I've spearheaded a great little community and I don't know. I think I just have good energy and it's like I, a, yeah. safe, a, a safe, a yeah. safe space. Yeah. yeah. You're going to run into people that are less talented than you and way more talented than you, but you gave these people a, a space to feel comfortable, to open up and be themselves as beautiful. Man. Yeah. hundred percent beautiful. Absolutely. Um, you were the best of Mamaronek recording studio winner yeah that's beautiful what, what is that what is that exactly uh i don't know somewhere in westchester just like <laughs> <laughs> i don't know Mom- somewhere in westchester Mom- Mar- the best. marinek yeah the <laughs> town of marinek the they thought i was the best recording studio in marinek which i think i'm the only recording studio in marinek <laughs> but you uh should win every year then yeah but anybody else that's in marinek you know what you got to deal with this is the best of the best <laughs> at stockroom records no but on a on a serious note not so serious we can't take ourselves seriously never but um stockroom records is going to be a household name very soon and if you don't know now you know i'm sorry that my ego came out for a second but uh, good stock stockroom records. We're just we're we're trying to make we're trying to make something impactful, and we're trying to we're trying to do something really. I don't know, just influential and like a little. We're not abiding by any rules of the music industry or anything. We're just we're literally just having fun and doing what we do, and hopefully. Uh, everything else will follow after that. But we're just doing what we do. And that's it. Beautiful. Yeah. So we know what good the, the origin of good stock. We know the origin of stockroom. <clears throat> when you put records at the end of it, do you want to eventually have a record label? Yeah. So I didn't want to limit it to like just recording studio or whatever it is. So yeah, we are semi-functioning as a recording la- uh, record label. Me being the first artist that signed under stockroom. And I have a couple, like probably three or four other artists nice. that they sign up for an, it's called like a personalized artist growth uh, bundle where we kind of put together like a customized thing for a customized package for them to grow as an artist. We help them distribute. We help them market their music, make content, whatever it is. We help make the music. We're in there grinding with them. That's like our day job. That's what we do. So we are functioning as a record label. Um, mm. We actually just got a publishing deal for sync licensing. Um, shout out to Jeff Aber with Tompkins Farm Music. I hope I said that right. <laughs> I don't think I said that right. But Jeff Aber's a guy. Dude, he just walked by the studio. He lives in Mamaronek. Took one of my business cards. Called me one day. We were playing phone tag for a little bit. I was being pretty, then like I heard what he, 
we finally got connected, came in. <laughs> then I was being very persistent and like kept getting him. I was just like, yo, when are we doing this? Like in a not annoying way, but I was semi persistent. And uh, you gotta be, you gotta be hundred percent. You gotta get what you want by that that way. Anyway, you gotta hover between the line of like being persistent and knowing when you hit annoying. Yeah, and like right below annoying, right below annoying. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. But long story short, we just fucking came to a, a deal, and we came to an agreement. So nice. he's gonna publish our music for like um, movies. TV commercials, ads, shows, advertisement, whatever it is, and hopefully we'll get we'll both make each other some money off of that. That'll bring Stockroom some revenue and yeah, keep us working. That's amazing. That's very amazing. Networking is everything. Yep. You mentioned God a couple times. Yeah. So you're not religious. So what is God to you? God is. I don't know. You can't define God. You can't put like a no, like really, what is God? He's not a person. He's not a it's not a thing, but it's something when you close your eyes and just breathe and try to connect. Like I have these crystals kind of on my room that I like put my hands on and I feel the chi. So whether God is from deep within me, like somewhere in here, how I know I'm connected with God is when I like do this. And I could feel the chi moving like in my hands. It's like a ball of energy. It's like a feeling. But anyway, I steer away from God sometimes. Don't we all, right? Sometimes. Anyway, I don't really know how to define him, but I know that I know that I'm trying to connect with it or whatever it is more. And whether it's God, a being, or it's me deeper within myself i'm just trying to connect with that more because i know once when i connect with that more things are just like ah shit all right it's all right like you know everything is just all right breathe relax your shoulders feel me i like it i like it who's the first person you think of when you think of success my dad Absolutely. My dad, 100%. My dad came from Israel to here with, and my mom too, but like my dad came from Israel to America after living with not even a roof over his head in Israel. Like nine siblings used to have to go to markets and like steal food to feed his family. Like really, that dude seen it all. was in... The army was in everything. And then he came here to America with like not a penny to his name. Literally with nothing. And he maneuvered his way around, worked his way up, came to New York City. He was actually the promoter of Studio 54. Do you know Studio 54? Hell yeah. Yeah, he was like the promoter, the guy of Studio 54. Wow. And yeah, Mario Lestrada, that's my... It's my dog. I love you. Um, he killed it. He's amazing. He's the man. Um, he was the promoter of Studio 54, pictures with celebrities every night, was around a crazy scene. Every night of his life, promoting parties. They call it before Maria and after Maria. Maria is my mom's name. My dad's name is Mario. So then he met my mom, fell in love with my mom in New York City. My mom is a ballerina, a dancer. Therefore, they got engaged like three months later after they met. It was crazy. And then they opened a dance studio together and came to Westchester. So my dad is the definition of success. Coming from absolutely nothing but love. Nothing financially, but like he had a lot of love, big family, you know? And he came here and made, made something out of himself. The American dream, right? Found a beautiful Italian uh, wife, the mother of me. (laughs) 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 Who is another goddess, by the way. She's a she. She's a goddess in her own terms. Like she 
she's the most giving, beautiful woman of all. Like, she's special. She calls herself an alien. My my family's a little weird, but we're like, I don't know, we're unique, you might say. And uh, yeah, they they raised three uh, good looking kids, I must say. And uh, yeah, I'm I'm blessed. I'm so blessed, honestly. And my parents are the definition of success. They're my role models and my best friends. Honestly, I would rather hang out with them than like going out to a bar or something like or hanging out with friends sometimes. I do like, you know, I'll hang out with whoever, but like my parents are my choice. Like my sisters too. They're my choice. I choose to hang out with them. Yeah. That's beautiful, man. I'm very happy for you. That's really really beautiful. Yeah, it's special. Family is everything. Everybody else is temporary, but you always have those core. That's people. our tribe, man. That's our tribe. That's our tribe, and that's I think funnel uh, shaped the way that I am, and I will be. Amazing. Like I moved to LA. I was out there for two and a half, almost three years, and I was call me a mama's boy, but like mm. I moved back because I miss my mom and my family. Like I miss my family. You know, why, did I, why am I leaving my people? This is my people. This is my tribe. I got to be here with them. Yeah. So that's what I think of when I think of success. That's beautiful. I love it. Yeah. Your family sounds beautiful. Hell yeah. Amazing. Thank you. As a kid, what did you want to be when you grew up? Man, I was always like playing with wrestling figures and cars and I would throw a ball up to myself and catch it. I don't know. I, I I was into sports when I was younger, big time. Um, I have no idea what I want to be. <laughs> I still don't know what I want to be. I'm 29 years old. I don't know what I want to be. I think we're changing every day. Like, there's no answer to what you want to be. Just, just let it flow. Do do something that you like, and that you don't hate. Something that makes you some money, and you know you can make money off of the thing that you're doing. That's not making you miserable. So, I don't really... The music recording studio, that's not... This... Stockroom Records, this is not, like... This is what I'm doing now. And it's something that's stuck. I've had a couple other businesses in the past. I think I've had commitment issues. Uh, relationships with businesses, whatever it is. But... Stockroom Records is here to stay. But that's not the end of it. I want to make movies. I want to make a whole wellness center, house of vitality, I'm going to call it, community, like cafe. like. But I want them all to funnel into each other. I want to have like a, a wellness and health oasis on the beach of Santa Teresa, Costa Rica. I lived there for six months. It was uh, Really? Yeah. How'd that happen? Well, I studied abroad there. Studied a couple of broads. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I'm probably cut that shit. Anyway, uh, <laughs> yeah, no, I studied abroad there. I was studying in college, and <laughs> I was traveling all around there. And then I loved it so much, man. I lived with a host family. I was learning Spanish. Something about the Latinas kept bringing me in, even though they're trouble. They are trouble. And then, um, then I fast forward. I actually ended up doing a yoga training there, so I got my yoga certification there after like my first heartbreak that I went through, and uh, that kind of set me off the rails. You know, it turned. I don't think you're a man until you get your heart broken. Honestly, I think it's. Uh, I think getting your heart broken will tear you to pieces and fucking put you at the root level, put you at the floor, but like you got to you got to go through the darkness to get to the light. <laughs> a heartbreak is a rite of passage. <laughs> I don't recommend it by any means. But but it's net it happens. Yeah. And natural. uh yeah, I think it's good for you as hard as it I I think it's just like a a lesson in life whether it's heartbreak romantically or heartbreak and something else you didn't you know, you got crushed by not getting your dream job or whatever it is. I don't know. Yeah. So I think it's necessary to go through those losses and those failures to kind of rise above, go through the darkness, 
that's the only way to see the light is to go through the darkness. Feel I me? I like it. You don't appreciate the light without darkness. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. 100%. What are three things you need to be happy? Three things that make you happy? That you need to be happy. My connection with me or God, whatever it is, my connection, my deep connection with myself, that's one. Two, nothing on this earth is going to stay with us, but my family, that's like, shit, I'd be devastated if something happened, you know? Like, losing my our dog even, that was like the, that shit was heartbreaking. That was one of the saddest shit of my life was just losing my dog. And anyway, so that's number two, family. And number three, just some damn peace. Just some peace of mind. Silence. I kind of like the silence. Quietness and the... I I want my shoulders to be relaxed. How are your shoulders? Right now, they seem a little up, but... But I do notice sometimes, like, when I'm a little tense, I have to consciously tell myself, okay, relax your muscles. Yeah. 100%. Because automatically, you're like, you know, you automatically put your shoulders up to do anything. Dude, it's hard to relax your shoulders. When you're relaxing, you need to literally consciously relax your muscles. Yeah. Consciously. Or else you're not going to be relaxed. Yeah. I just want my shoulders to be relaxed. I want to be limber and loose and, like, just happy with the financial freedom to not stress about money and things, you know? I like it. Like, getting hella wealthy and rich is not my goal. I would just like to not have stress about money. That's the goal. But that's not the main goal. main goal is to relax your shoulders. I like it. I like it. (laughs) What's the most exciting thing you ever did? Most exciting thing I ever did? Every day I wake up, I try to find something exciting to do. Like, I think when you're nervous and you got butterflies, that's that's life. When you're nervous and like something's getting you going a little bit, that's being alive. Like, I'm not gonna lie, I'm just coming on a podcast, talk to you. There's a little nervousness coming in. Of course, in. first time ever doing it. Do you feel nervous at all when you talk? Like, well, like before meeting someone, going to do a podcast. When it's a new person, absolutely. Yeah. Like I only met you at you know it, it was like a party scene when we met. You yeah. know, music is loud. Everybody's walking around, yeah. bumping us. Yeah, it's yeah, just yeah, chaos. Yeah. So we didn't really meet me. So today was more like you know what? It's just gonna be me and you in a room. So yeah, there's a level of nervousness. 100%. Yeah. I think there's a. I think that's good. I think that's like means you're doing something that's like. Hundred percent. Getting you out of your comfort zone a little bit. Something that's. Making you feel alive, I guess. So that's what it is—getting out of your comfort zone. Yeah, your comfort zone. You'll never grow. You know, there's many corny quotes about that, but it's a hundred percent true. Absolutely. Those cliche quotes are so true, but people look them over because they're boring. Eh, whatever. Comfortability is not good. No, get out of that shit. Change it up. It. You get a ham, egg, and cheese every day. Switch it up. Get a bacon, egg, and cheese, will you? <laughs> you know. <laughs> Switch the ham for bacon. Switch that shit up. <laughs> Seriously. Dude, switch it up. Switch Amazing. it up. Change it up. I like it. As you get older, what has become more important and less important? More important. I'm going to keep coming back to this. Peace. Peace. I don't want no headaches. I don't want someone nagging me and like trying to change me. You know, I I am me, and that's it. I'm sorry. This is the way that I am. Uh, so more and more, it's the simple things like just just peace, just peace, quietness, and peace, and being surrounded by people that I love. That's like that's what I want more of. And uh, what was your question? <laughs> <laughs> As you get older, what's become more important or less important? Yeah. So peace is more important. <laughs> Uh, less important is like, you know, trying to fit in and like go out and be part of the game, the world. I don't know. Oh, it's the NFL playoffs. Are we going to fucking, you know, less of that, less of that shit. Oh my God. My fantasy football team. Ugh. 
That less of that shit. <laughs> less of all that shit. Less of people like, bro. You said you were gonna hit me up and do. You know, like, dude, we're adults. We got. I got my own shit going on. I'm sorry if I didn't answer your text for a second. Less of all this little shit. This is not a big deal. So, less of that like shit that drags you down and puts like makes you walk on eggshells and I don't want anything to drag me down. I'm going to the fucking moon. You can come with me or stay down here cuz I'm going to the moon. So you're either coming up with me or that's it. Somewhere over there, wherever that Somewhere shit's at up. right now. It's up though. Wherever it is it's up. It's, it ain't it's down. Up. It ain't down. I'm, I'm going up. And you're either taking my hand and coming with me or like, that's it, you know? You're left in the dust, buddy. I'm sorry. Sorry, sorry, buddy. <laughs> Straight yeah. up. I love it. Yeah, that's it, man. What would be the best piece of advice you'd give your younger self? The best piece of advice I'd give my younger self would be listen more to the good voice, even at a younger self. I think I gave into the bad voice a little bit. When I was uh, when I was younger, I I had my moments of degeneracy, you know, and I would do it like if that's what we were all doing or something. But yeah, I think just trust yourself more. Trust yourself more. You got this, bro. Joshua Dues, you got this shit. You got this shit. Keep going, and don't let anybody tell you what you can or can't be. You got this. Beautiful. Do you have any regrets? I got it. I got some things that I've done in life that are like would be regretful to to a lot of people. Yeah. But not you. They've shaped who I am now. I've done some shit, you know. I've had my times. Uh do I regret things? I don't regret things cuz this is me. It's all shaped. My college essay was about Hold that thought. Can I pee real quick, bro? Hell yeah. I got to pee like a motherfucker. Piss break. So we were... As I was saying... We were still on the topic of regrets. Yeah. Okay. So I was saying my college essay was about... I called it like the smoothie of life. You know, it all gets put in every little encounter such as you waiting online and like talking to the person in front of you, making them laugh for a second or like whatever it is like... Oh, it's a nice shirt. Like, I like your earrings. Whatever it is. Every experience that you've been through, every tiny little thing gets thrown into the blender of life and it just smoothies it up and then it comes out and the juice that gets poured out is like, that's you. That's never changing. But like, that's that's how I look at life. So yeah, my reg- I have some things that I would not do today that I've done in the past. Um, But all those things have shaped who I am now. That's the juice that's getting poured out. That was put in the blender for a reason, whatever it was. Maybe not for a reason. Maybe just that's what happened in life. 100%. I get that. 100%. What are your overall life goals? It could be with just you personally, with good stock, with uh, stock room, but more personally. You know where I see myself in in a few years? Um, right now I live my life in month spurts. I set my goals for a month. I have a big monthly calendar on my room that like I write on. So I don't look too far in the future in the, but I do know deep down in here what my vision is. Anyways, I see myself living in a nice building uh, or a house, not too much of an apartment guy, but it could be a nice luxury apartment. In Stamford, Connecticut. All right? My business, Stockroom Records, is in Mamaroneck. There's three other tenants uh, that, like, are near me, next to me, in the same building from the landlord. I'm taking all of you over. I'm taking all of them over, and I'm going to create everything that I've dreamed of right there in that spot. The community cafe, the wellness center with yoga classes, different type of classes, uh, selling my merch, all that. And the recording studio and the music media uh, offices and studios. All in the same. They all funnel into each other. 
all in the same stomping grounds. So I'll wake up at Stamford, Connecticut. I will, when the weather's nice, I will jet ski to Mamaroneck. That's how I want to commute to work. It's not that, it's not unreachable. It sounds crazy, but it's not. Jet ski there, park my jet ski at the harbor, going to work, do the work, whatever it is. Go back to my place in Stanford, Connecticut. My parents, my sister lives in Miami. So go down to Miami once a month or so for a week. And hopefully have some other business planted there. And travel around sometimes and just have peace of mind and a bank account that allows me to do so. Um, And just live peacefully. Work on myself every day. Learn new things every single day. Uh... If I'm sick, I'll allow myself to be sick, you know, for a day. But then, like, you snap out of it. I don't allow myself to sulk in, like, low vibration shit. I'll do it for, like, a day or two. Then I'll look myself in the mirror and be like, let's fucking go. Come on. Uh, So, yeah. that's I don't know why I just mapped that out, but, like, I want to do good things like that. Go on hikes, kayak, um... Be with nature. Be with nature. Be with myself. Connect deeper. Do like weird shit. I don't know. Out of the box <laughs> shit. Like connect with people and just kind of be a little different. Be a little unique. Yeah, be yourself. Whatever life. Wherever as, life long, takes as long me. as you're yourself, you're That's unique. It. I just want to be fully me, you know? Yeah. And I want to operate at a optimal level most of the time. I don't want to be like feeling shitty that's it i just want to feel good so whatever i could do to feel good the business the material success all of that that's all like that's not the main goals of all that so that's my life goals is to feel good be at peace still be talking to my family hopefully my parents live to at least 100 years old maybe more my dad is a healthy man they're both very healthy uh yeah god bless god bless we're nearing the end of the podcast this is where you can let the people know where they can find you what do you have coming up and if you have any advice you'd like to drop the viewers yeah my name is josh Dews. josh d-o-o-z um you look that up anywhere that's where you'll find me my business that i own is called stockroom records the Instagram is Stockroom Records 914, uh, home of the Good Stock Movement. That's where you can find me. The advice I give you, take a deep breath and relax your fucking shoulders, will you? That's it. And thank you to friend Jess. We talked about it. That we definitely did. That's my guy. That was a fun time. Uh, thank you for having me. Shit, I see us maybe connecting in the future on a bunch of shit, whatever it is. I just want to keep making art, keep creating. That's it. To everybody out there, keep creating. Don't let anybody tell you what you can or can't do. You trust yourself. You know what's good deep down in here. Listen to the good voice. Shoo that bad voice away like a fucking fly. Shoo that shit away. Listen to your good voice and keep doing what you're doing. Keep going. You can do it. I trust you. I believe in you. We all know right from wrong. That's a do fact. Do more right than wrong. Mm-hmm. Dudes, the Dudes family, you're beautiful. Josh Dudes, thank you very much for being the guest on my show. Thank you, everybody, for watching. Please give it a thumbs up. Please give it a comment. Please subscribe. We're on Spotify. We're on Apple Podcast. Peace and love. This guy's the GOAT. This guy is the GOAT. Fran Jess. Talk about it. (laughs) To life.